Welcome to Passion Life Church. I want to continue this, this series that we've been starting on. It's called The Spirit-Led Life. And if you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 16. John chapter 16. We're going to begin reading in verse 12. And if we're honest, we all have to admit that we're all being driven by something. There's, there's something that's, that's driving our lives. You know, some people are being driven by guilt. And if you will today, if you'll just allow me to recap just a little bit because I've been out for about two weeks and, and I, I want to bring us all back on the same page. But we're all being driven driven by something. Some of us can be driven by guilt. Some of us can be living the fear-led life in this time. You know, um, I'm just going to be honest with you today, and you may not like me after this, but you'll forgive me after. Listen, you know, all this talk about the vaccine, and are, are you getting the vaccine? Who's getting the vaccine? You know, Jesus said something very, very telling. He said, let it be according to your faith. Now, listen, I'm not for or against the vaccine. That's not what I'm telling you to do. But it's interesting to me that we can have more faith in a vaccine than we can have in Jesus's healing power. I'm going to say that again. We can have more faith in the vaccine. Listen, if you want to have faith in the mask, if you want to have faith in, in the vaccine, Jesus said, be it according to your faith. But you know what? My ultimate faith doesn't go in a mask or in a vaccine. My ultimate faith is in the son of the living God who is my great uh, physician. So if you want to get it, get it. Hey, God bless you. I love you. But Jesus said, be according to your faith. But you know what's so interesting is that we can be living a fear-led life, and God doesn't respond to a fear-led life. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. Now, some people are living the approved-led life. They are living for the approval of their mother-in-law. They're living for the approval of their father-in-law. I have to be very careful because my father-in-law is here, and he's visiting from Texas. Would you guys give him a great round of applause, Javier? I thank God that we have great family. You know, but the Bible says this, that the fear of man is a snare. You can actually get tracked because so many people are, are, are speaking into your lives. But here's the truth. When we are living by the wrong influences or led by the wrong influences, we can end up going in the wrong direction. And this is where a lot of people get stuck. But thank God for you and I as children of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 says, this has been our theme scripture. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, we are the sons of God. And what's amazing, my church family, God wants to lead us. He wants to lead us. Can I hear a good amen? Have you found John chapter 16, verse 12? I'm going to begin reading. Jesus is talking. He has died. He has uh, risen again, and he is now ascending to the Father. Um, uh, He he walked around for about 40 days, and now he's telling his disciples what's going to happen. Let's read. It says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, everybody say that with me, the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. Who's this talking? Jesus is saying that the Holy Spirit is going to glorify me. So in other words, the Holy Spirit is always going to glorify Jesus. Watch this. When Jesus was on the earth, he was always glorifying the father. So you could say this, that the Holy Spirit in the earth is the spirit of Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit is always pointing to Jesus. He says, he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Verse 15, all things that the father has are mine. Everybody say all things. 
I think you're going to love today. It says, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare them to you. Today, I want to talk about hearing God's voice because that's what the Holy Spirit wants to help us do. He wants to show us God's voice. He wants you to be able to hear God's voice. And I don't know about you, but I am so thankful that the God of the universe, the God that created the universe, actually wants to have a conversation with me, actually wants to talk to me and speak to me. Now, here's the reality. God is speaking. I'm going to ask if you guys could just turn me down just a a little bit, please. God is speaking. I almost called today voices and volumes because the reality of it is all of us have voices in our lives right now that are speaking. But how many of you know you determine the volume? You determine the volume, right? We got the CDC. That's a voice, right? We got Fox News. We've got CNN, right? We got the weekend and Ariana Grande. We got their voice. They're telling us, you know, uh, save your tears, right? And then for some of us, we got the rapper Pooh Shiesty. How many heard Pooh Shiesty, right? And he's talking about back in blood. We got all of these things. I don't know. If I was a rapper, I would not call myself Pooh, all right? So I don't know. God bless him. We'll just need to pray for him. I don't know what was going on there, but thank God he didn't use the slang word. Okay, so anyway, but who should I see? Maybe you got all of these things. You got, you know what's interesting to me? I've actually counseled people who are married, but one of the spouses still has the voice of their ex going in their ear. Maybe you have a coach or somebody told you you couldn't do it, and we've got all of these voices. But this is why this is so important, because this is what the Bible says. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the voice of uh, the word of God. So what we believe ultimately comes by what we're hearing. Let me say it this way. What we, are, what we believe is ultimately coming from the loudest voice that we have in our head. I will never forget. I failed the seventh grade. And I failed the seventh grade because I was a lazy kid. I'm going to be honest. I, I blame my parents. I blame everything that was going on. But I was a lazy kid and I failed the seventh grade. And I'll never forget my second <laughs> seventh grade teacher because my first one I failed. His name was Mr. Flato. And uh, one day, I, I found myself a lot in the hallway. Uh, I, I was the kid that was distracting everybody. I was the kid that was always making noises, making the whole class laugh, taking all of their attention. So Mr. Flato was like, Phil, you're going to go in the hallway. I remember standing there one day, and I had a lot of teachers in my life, but I'll never forget his voice in my life because what he did was one day he looked at me in the eyes while I was in the hallway. I'll never forget it. And he says, I just have a question for you. And this, this, this voice what he said really changed my life. He said this. He said, why don't you use your personality, your gifts, and everything that God has made you to do good instead of bad? And I didn't know what to say because nobody had ever kind of affirmed me in that way. Nobody had ever actually said that I had a good personality or anything. So I was always crying out for attention. But I'll never forget his voice in my life. And here's what happens. When you have someone speak into your life, that information, I like to say it this way, revelation can change everything. When someone tells you something that you didn't know before, when you have information or you have revelation, something that you didn't know before, now you can go to a place that you've never gone before. Can I go on? Can I hear a good amen? 
And what's the difference? It's the information that you know, the wisdom that you know. You know, I've heard people say, oh, if I only knew then what I know now. Well, this is why we need the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit is going to show us things to come. And my church family, can I just encourage you? Every single one of us, we need the right voices in our lives. We really, really do. We all need somebody in our life that's able to share truth with us without them being concerned concerned if we're going to be offended or not. And let me just tell you a little bit about offense real quick. Offense and immaturity are siblings. I want to say that again. Offense and immaturity are siblings. Very close together. Very close together. Do you have somebody in your life that's able to speak to you in love, but speak the truth in love without you getting offended? And here's what, here's what, here's what's my concern. America is so offended about every single little thing. This is why we're not growing. This is why churches aren't coming together. This is why we're not unified. But here's what Jesus wants to do. This is what he said. Look, he says, all things. Everybody say that with me. Say all things. Come on, say it loud. Say all things. This is what he said. He said, Jesus said, all things the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and he will declare them to you. So watch this. Here's what Jesus wants to do. This is what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Right? The Holy Spirit is taking everything the Father gave Jesus, right? And he's going to declare them to you. I, I want to focus on this word declare because that's a voice. That's words. He's going to declare. Now, here's the great thing, is that we can look in the written word of God. The written word of God in the Greek is logos. It's the written word of God. We can just see what God has declared for our lives. Can I hear a good amen? If we want to hear God's voice, you can read it every single day. I love reading a proverb every day. There's one for every single uh, uh, day of the month, right? You can read, that's the Logos word. But there's also another Greek word called the Rhema word of God. The Rhema word of God is a revealed word in the season that you need. It's more of a specific word of God. But watch this. If we are unable to hear God's voice, then I'm going to miss out on what the Father wants to give me. And my church family, listen, he wants to give you everything. That's what he said. All things, Jesus is saying, all things my Father has given, and I'm going to declare them unto you. Listen, God is not holding things back from you. And if you feel like he is, I'm going to tell you, he's not holding things back from you, but he may be holding something back because you're not ready for it yet right? I want to, with all my heart as a good father, I want to buy my son a car, but my son is 10 years old. But here's what I'm doing. I'm seeing how my son handles his iPad before I can give him a car. Come on, somebody. And I don't care. I don't care if he's 18, 19, or 20. If he can't handle an iPad, he can't handle a car. And I'm not a good dad if I'm going to get him a car. I see, I hear people, I've talked, man, I was a youth pastor for over 25 years and I have parents complain to me about their kids, what they do to their room. One kid actually locked himself in the room with deadbolt locks, went to Lowe's himself as a 17-year-old, locked himself in his room, would not let his parents and his mom come in. And his mom came and told me, she said, I don't understand what's going on and all this stuff. And as we talked, she just bought him like a new car and a new phone. I was like, why are you buying a kid that's locking himself? He's showing you he is not ready for this. If I were to give my son at 10 years old a car, it would destroy him. That's why the Bible says you have to be faithful in the little and be ruler over much. So we've had a conversation. I said, Gavin, how you handle this iPad will determine if you get more. This will determine if we trust you. And so we put the parameters, and he's doing a great job so far. So I'm going to have to probably buy him a car soon. <laughs> but that's all. It's how you respond. 
you have responsibility. That's why I like to say with God, it's how we respond to his ability. But the truth is, if we can't hear his voice, right, how are we going to hear what God and all the everything that he wants to give us? I put in my notes, right? I said, if we're not able to hear God's voice, then I'm going to miss what the father wants to give me. And then I will be living in less than God's intended inheritance for my life. My church family, God has an inheritance that he wants to give you. And if we don't know who we are, we're never going to know what we can do. And so the truth is, is that God has an inheritance for us. And listen, I love salvation. I love preaching about forgiveness, but the Christian life is more than just about getting saved and going to heaven. Come on. Can I hear a good amen? It's about understanding who we are in Christ, understanding that God has an inheritance for you. And Jesus says, everything the father has given me, I'm going to declare them to you. So that means we've got to get our ears ready. We have to have our heart open because this is who we are. This is what I I love this scripture in Romans chapter eight, verse 17. It says, and if children, he's talking about us, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. Now, let me just touch on this real quick. When you're living in the inheritance of God, he's talking about suffering. He's not talking about that God is going to make you suffer. You know, in the New Testament, the only suffering of the believer that we will have is the persecution that we endure because we're living for his name. Amen. That He's not talking about sickness here. He's not talking about that. He's talking about if you are living your ounce of salt in the earth, you're going to be persecuted. Jesus was a perfect man and they crucified him. Amen. Come on, somebody. They crucified him. And if Jesus was alive today, he is alive today. I know he is alive today, but for the sake of this illustration, if he was walking on the earth today, they would do the same. They would kill him. Why? He was perfect in every single way. So when I talk about suffering, he's talking about people who start to live in their inheritance and blessing. What? They get criticized. They get persecuted. That's what he's talking about. But my church family, I know we don't talk about this a lot, but I'm going to tell you, this may differentiate us from a lot of different churches because it's so important that we understand our inheritance in Christ. You know, this inheritance, you being a joint heir with Christ, that word inheritance in the the Greek means this, the same inheritance. It actually means the same power. You are joint heirs with Jesus, same inheritance. You say, Phil, is there any other scripture that backs that up? Absolutely. In Romans chapter eight, it says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, it will quicken your mortal body. My church family, if we can get a revelation, if we can let this voice be the loudest voice in our life, that we have the same spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead inside of us, it will quicken our mortal body. Hallelujah. You don't have a different spirit. You don't have a smaller spirit. You have the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. I think we need to take a moment and give a praise break and thank God for his spirit. You're joint heirs with Christ. Are you ready? God loves you as much as he loves Jesus. Because you're joint heirs. He loves you as much as he loves Jesus. You're joint heirs. We need to hear this voice in our life. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, I'm talking about everything Jesus said. The Father has given me, the Holy Spirit is going to declare to you. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, let's wrap our brains around this. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with some spiritual blessing. What does it say? What does it say? Come on, say it loud. What does it say? Every spiritual 
blessing in Christ Jesus. You have. Well, it's because I don't feel that way. You know why? It's because you have the wrong voices turned up in your life. But when you start to hear the voice of God, you'll start to know who you are. So as we talk about, listening, when we talk about living the spirit-led life, every, right, every journey has a destination. So as we're talking about, hey, I'm going to live the spirit-led life, I think a good question is this question. This is the question that arises. Pastor Phil, I'm leading the spirit-led life. Where is the destination that I'm going to? What is the final destination of where I'm going to go? What's the final destination on this journey. Number one, final destination is knowing God, is knowing God, understanding God's purposes for your life, knowing the truth, the truth about what? The truth about God. If people would just know the truth about God, more people would love him. But you know what? They see Christians who don't live according to God's word. So they make their assumptions, right? They also, they think that their intellect is higher than God's intellect, right? But if they just would know the truth about God, but living the spirit led life, the reality of it is, is the Holy Spirit is going to reveal Jesus and reveal God to you. And you know, what's good about that is you don't got to do it on your own. He will show you if you're open. You know what the Holy Spirit and the spirit of life is going to lead you to? Your future, your God-given future. What is to come? You know, the last time we talked about when we were together, we talked about people who, who don't want truth. We talked about deception and how deception is so dangerous. Remember we said, if you're not about truth, then guess what? Deception creates detours. Do you remember this? The deception creates distractions, delusions, and what else? Destruction. So, Phil, what are some of the indicators that I'm on the right track living this spirit-led life? Well, let me just tell you this. that You know you're on track here because you start to become a lover of truth. My church family, the Holy Spirit is always leading you to truth. God works in our lives on the basis of truth. And we need to understand why. Because God and truth are one. Come on, can I hear a good amen? God and truth are one. When you reject truth, you reject, you reject God. Remember John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the, come on, say it loud, the what? The truth and the life. Truth is not some theory. Truth is a person. His name is Jesus Christ. And the more you become a lover of Jesus, the more you become a lover of truth. You know, I'm not a professional counselor, but I have talked with people for over 25 years. They ask, when they ask my opinion, <laughs> I'll give it. I, I've learned I don't give my opinion if people don't ask. But when I sit down and they say, hey, will you counsel me? Will you help me? I always preface our, our time together. I said, listen, I just want to tell you how we are going to get the most out of this appointment right here. We're going to get the most out of this, out of this appointment right here with honesty. Look, I'm here for you. I'm not here to waste my time. But if you're not going to be truthful, if you're not going to be honest, we're wasting our time. Because change cannot happen without truth. Amen. Growth cannot happen without truth. Amen. Right? You have to admit your weight before you admit you need to lose weight. I know, I know, I know. I know the scale's wrong every time you step. I get it. I know, and it just happens, it so happens to me too when I step on the scale. What's wrong? This isn't working. Have we changed the battery? But it comes to the point of truth. And God speaks truth, not because it's good. He speaks truth because he is truth. Him and truth are one. So here's what I want to do today. I want to give you three ways that the Holy Spirit is leading us to truth. Come on, are you still awake this morning? 
Come on, you know what? You know what I feel this morning? I feel like you are, are receiving this. I feel like I'm speaking to a bunch of sponges this morning. And you know what? The more that you receive, the more it draws on the gift that's inside of me. And you know, there's some things when you're receiving and you're pulling things out of me, there are things that are not in my notes that the Holy Spirit will bring out of me if you're hungry. Come on, are you hungry this morning? Are you hungry to change? I believe you are because you're here in person, right? So let me, let me tell you how the Holy Spirit leads us to truth. Here's number one. God is going to speak to you. My church family, we have a speaking God. We have a God who spoke creation into being. Hallelujah. He's a speaking God. We don't have a, a silent God, right? And so, Pastor Phil, I've never heard God's voice. You know what? We have voices that are all around us that are speaking. You know, some people, the voice that they listen to the most is the voice of their past. The voice of the past. Some people, it's the voice of insecurities, right? Here's what I want to tell you to do as we start to talk about hearing God's voice. You need to start blocking out some of these other voices. Listen, your past is no longer your past. Your past is under the blood of Jesus. And so when God looks at you, he sees a son. He sees righteousness. Not your righteousness, but the righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ. Your past is your past. You need to stop replaying it in your mind. Come on, somebody. You need to get rid of that voice. Can I hear a good amen today? Right? You need to get rid of all the voices and the negative voices that have been spoken over your life. Whether it was, it was a parent, whether it was a coach. Come on, I just break those negative voices over your life in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. If you receive that, give the Lord a good round of applause. I don't care who it was. I don't care who it was, right? But we've got to start turning those voices down. You know, Jesus said something so amazing in John chapter 10, verse 27. He said, my sheep hear my voice. And he said, they follow me. Notice that they're hearing the voice and they're following the voice. And he says, a stranger's voice, they will not follow. But my church family, I think it's so important. The Bible says that we've got to do our part. One, one, one scripture, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 17 says, this is what we've got to do. He says, incline your ear. One, trans, one, one scripture, Proverbs uh, 4.20 says, incline your ears to my saying. Incline. Listen, I thought this was very telling. In the Hebrew, incline means to bow. Incline means to bow. God is saying, put your attention. Put your attention to what I'm saying. Proverbs 22, 17, it says, pay attention. In the New uh, International Version, it says, pay attention and turn your ear to the sayings of the wise. Look at this. Apply your heart to what I teach. You know, this word incline not only means to bow, but it means to stretch out, to incline, to stretch to offer, to bend, right? To blend, to, to look out, to intend to hear what God is saying. And that's what I love about you watching online today or you're hearing. This is what you're doing. You made an effort to say, I want to hear what God is saying. Now, oftentimes, I think when we talk about hearing God's voice, I think we want kind of like a Moses moment, a burning bush moment. We want to come downstairs and go into the living room and our couch would be on fire. And we hear this huge voice that says, don't take Winchester, take the 215 going south. You know, we want like this big whoo type moment. But that's not really how God speaks to us. In reality, write this down. The Holy Spirit is going to speak to your spirit. You are a three-part being. You are a spirit first. That is the real you. You have a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. 
And then you have a body. But the real you is the spirit part of you. And here's the cool thing. God made you like him. God is a spirit. So he made you a spirit. And so what he's going to do is he's going to speak to your spirit. Proverbs 20, 20, 17. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, here's the challenge. We are a spirit, but most of us are very, very um, accustomed to living in the soulish realm. We're living the soul-led life, right? In our five senses, see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. I can be driving home, and I can come, and I can be probably about two blocks away. And if I roll down my window, I can tell you that my wife is cooking bacon for breakfast. Two blocks away. I just, what, well, just one whiff. Bacon, it's bacon. Why? Because we love, we love bacon. You can do that a lot, right? Jeff loves bacon. Now that's, he's good on. The cowboys, not so much, but bacon, yes, I, I agree. All right. I can tell, right? I can walk in and I can tell what she's making for dinner. Why? Because we're so accustomed to our smell. It's a sense. And we live in this sense realm. But the reality of it is to hear God's voice, what's going to happen is he's going to speak to our spirit. And the Holy Spirit's going to speak to your spirit. If you ever heard the story of Elijah, you can read it later. It's in in, in 1 Kings chapter 19. Uh, And Elijah is an incredible prophet in the Old Testament. And his story helps us to find and and, and understand how God speaks to our, our spirit. It's interesting Elijah just called down fire from heaven and he killed 450 prophets of Baal, killed them all. Well, Jezebel, the the wicked queen of the time, hears that Elijah killed 450 prophets. And so guess what? She is mad and she says she's going to kill Elijah. Watch this. I think this is telling. Elijah hears a voice. Everybody say a voice. He hears Jezebel's voice, one wicked woman, and he goes from calling fire from heaven, talking to God, to hiding out in a cave. He's depressed and he's suicidal because of a voice. This quick, this quick, Elijah, right? He allowed Jezebel's voice to become an influence in his life. His whole life shifts from man of God to hiding out in a cave, depressed and all of a sudden wanting to kill himself, actually praying to God to kill him because he heard the wrong voice. Hmm. He heard the wrong voice. Not that he heard the wrong voice. It was that he gave influence to that voice just like that. Turned up the volume of Jezebel's voice. And God comes to him and says this, what are you doing here, Elijah? I, when I read the Bible, I'm very, I have a very vivid imagination. But I, come, I, I see God coming to Elijah, this powerful prophet in the Old Testament, and he's going, what are you doing here? What, what, what are you doing here, right? And see, my church family, listening to the wrong voice, when you listen to the wrong voice, you will find your place, you find yourself in a place you shouldn't be because you're listening to the wrong voice. And so he, he gave too much influence to her voice. And so Elijah believed a lie. Are you ready? Elijah believed that Jezebel's voice was more powerful than God's voice and what God can do in his life. Therefore, he finds himself in a place that he shouldn't be because he was listening to a voice that he shouldn't have listened to. My, my, my church family, it happened like this. Fire from heaven. Boom, I'm in a cave. God, kill me. Why? 
Because just like that, he turned up the wrong voice. And what's interesting is at this point, he wasn't living the spirit-led life. Oh, yeah, when he's at Mount Carmel calling fire down from heaven, man, he's allowing the spirit to work in his life. Now he's not living the spirit-led life. You know what? Now he's living the lonely-led life. It's interesting because God says, what are you doing here? And he says, I'm the only prophet. It turns out he wasn't the only prophet. There was 750 other prophets, but because he was listening to the wrong voice, he started to believe a lie. And so because he started to believe a lie, he started to get deceived. And now he's living the lonely led life. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows my trouble. And then you know what he's living? He's living the fear led life. (laughs) Guys, Elijah, the powerful prophet, is hiding from one woman. Ladies can be powerful. Come on, somebody. Come on, ladies. I thought I'd hear a better amen than that. One lady. I'm going to kill you. Ah, God, kill me. And it's interesting as you read the story, Elijah's voice, he starts saying what Jezebel is saying about his life. Because, can I tell you again? Let me read it again. What we believe is influenced by what we hear. Can I hear a good amen today? And so watch, God says, all right, Elijah, I love this. You know what's cool about this? Is that even though Elijah's going through all this, God's still speaking to him. I want to encourage you today. God's still speaking to you. You may not be listening, but he's still trying to get through. Come on, he's still speaking. Aren't you thankful that he hasn't given up on you? Come on, somebody. Come on, you may be in a cave like Elijah. You may be living the fear of life, but God's not giving up. He's speaking to you today. Come on, he's speaking to you today here online. And this is what God says. Elijah, get out from that cave, and I want you to go up on the mountain, and I want you to look up and look on this mountain. In other words, you got to change your perspective, Elijah. There's more to life than this cave. There's more to life than what you are currently experiencing, but you're going to have to get out and you're going to have to get a different perspective, Elijah. Come on, somebody. Isn't it interesting? I think it's so interesting. I think it's so amazing to me how God is always trying to show us what life can be. He's always trying to show us what your life can be with him. Come on. You got to get out from where you are. Get out. Come on. Uh, Um, Jezebel is not the ultimate authority. I'm the ultimate authority. And you know what? Watch this. While Elijah gets up on the mountain, God shows him something. 1 Kings 19 verse 11. We're talking about hearing God's voice. It says, And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. Watch this. The Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, read that with me, a still, small voice. And I think sometimes we're looking for the spectacular, so we miss the supernatural. We want our couch to be on fire, and yet God's like, I'm just speaking to you personally. I just want, it's that still small voice. Well, how do, I, how do I begin to recognize that? Listen, you begin to recognize that voice by spending time with that voice, right? My, when, when we have other kids over our house and I'll hear a little, ah, whatever upstairs, I know it's my son. There could be two or three other kids up there. I know, you know what? Because I know my son's voice. You know how I know my son's voice? Because he lives with me. And he doesn't even pay rent. We'll talk about that later, but he's 10 years old. Maybe when he's 11, he's got a birthday coming up. 
My church family, today, if I were to bring a whole bunch of, in youth ministry, I would do this. I'd bring a whole bunch of sound bites to you today. If I just played a little bit of Darth Vader's breathing, five seconds of that, people are like, that's Darth Vader. How do you know that's Darth Vader? Because you spend time watching Star Wars. Some of us, too much time spending Star Wars, watching Star Wars. Some of us have seen too many Star Wars movies that have never been made. It shouldn't have never been made. Come on, somebody. Right? But how do we know that? Today, if I were to bring you and I'd play you a little bit of The Grinch today, Jim Carrey, you'd go, that's Jim Carrey, I know. Or if i play you a little bit of Will Ferrell as the elf, you'd go, that's elf. Why? Because every Christmas, that's pretty much the only cool movie, <laughs> funny movie besides Home Alone that we watch, right? And we watch these movies and how? We spend time with them so we recognize their voices. And the more that you spend time with God, the more that you are going to realize and recognize that still, small voice. Can I hear a good amen today? And so we need to open up our heart, incline our ears. Now, let me just tell you this. Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. So this word is alive. My church family, reading God's word, right? I put here in my notes, read God's word and knowing God's spirit is, is, I don't know what I put here in my notes. Read God's word, knowing God's spirit is is present to help reveal oh, okay i know what i'm saying here. all right so come back rewind when i read god's word i always ask the holy spirit what are you trying to say to me today because here's the truth the more time we spend in the written word of god the easier it's going to be to recognize the audible voice of god let me say that again the more that we spend time reading the written word of God, the easier it is going to become to understand and recognize the audible voice of the word of God. The spoken word of God will never contradict the written word of God. My church family, God is speaking every day through his word. Every day through his word. So here's what we have to do. We've got to get in the habit of hearing God's voice now so you can recognize him when you need him. Now, here's number two. The Holy Spirit guides us by showing us, um, here's number two. I'm sorry, I got a little ahead of myself. I, I apologize. And here's number two. The Holy Spirit guides us by showing us the truth of the Bible. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. The truth here means, the, in the Greek, it means truth about the gospel. And let me come back. That's where Jesus said, my words are spirit and life. My church family, this is the only book that you will ever read that is absolutely alive. You can read the same scripture on a different day and get a different interpretation because the Holy Spirit can minister something different. Have you ever had that? Have you ever like looked in and you're just like, man, I read that before, but wow, man, I, man, this is just something different. I, I've never gotten this. I've never gotten something like that. You know why? This book is absolutely alive. It's alive. And so his words are spirit and life. So we've got to spend time in the written word because the written word of God is going to help us recognize the audible word of God. So this is what the Holy Spirit is going to do is he's going to help you when you read the word of God. This is why, maybe some of you will attest to this, before I was saved, right, did not have my heart open to the word of God. I would read this and I was just like, I don't, this doesn't make sense, whatever. When I opened up my heart to the Holy Spirit and I started reading this, everything started to make sense. 
Doesn't mean I don't still need to study. Doesn't still mean I, I don't have questions. That's not what I'm saying. But the Holy Spirit. And that's why I want to encourage you. Listen, don't just read the Bible for uh, uh, quantity. Well, you know, this month I read the whole Bible. That, that, read it for quality and say the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, reveal to me. What are you trying to show me through this? And I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit is going to do. He's always going to reveal Jesus. You know why? Jesus is the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, because He is the Word. So I'm reading Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is going to help me. Are you getting something out of today? And here's the last one for today. The Holy Spirit guides us, right, by showing us the truth in any matter, and he's going to show us things to come. See, God knew that in life it's going to get complicated. God knew that the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to your purpose, but also the Holy Spirit, what he's going to do is he's also going to show you things to come. My church family, you and I have an incredible advantage. God can show you things to come. You know, I love Daniel in the Old Testament. There's a couple Old Testament characters. I just love Daniel and Joseph. Joseph's probably my favorite in the Old Testament. Joseph, David, Daniel. But you know, there was a time in, in Daniel's life where the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, had a dream. And I will tell you this. If you will live the spirit-led life, it will promote you. It'll bring promotion in your life. You know, Daniel, uh, the Bible tells us about Daniel, that Daniel had a distinguished, or he distinguished himself because he had an excellent spirit. And so the king at the time had a dream, and he brought all of his astrologers, right, all his soothsayers in, and he says, hey, listen, I need for you to interpret the dream. And they said, okay, what is the dream? He says, well, here's the catcher. I'm not going to tell you what the dream is. You need to know what the dream is, and you need to tell me how to interpret it. Well, they couldn't. So guess who they called? They called a spirit-led man, a spirit-led man by the name of Daniel. Daniel comes in. Daniel interprets the dream, right, and tells Nebuchadnezzar everything. And look what Daniel tells the king in, in Daniel chapter 2, verse 20. Daniel had interpreted the dream. Daniel says, and he answers the king. He says, Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever for wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes king and he raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Look at verse 22. I love this. He reveals the deep and secret things. I want to say that again. Who reveals the Holy Spirit is going to reveal the deep and secret things, right? He knows what's in the darkness and the light dwelleth within him. Jeremiah 33, 3. What does it say? It says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. I want to tell you, and I want to end today with two stories. Parents, grandparents, I want you to listen to this. I'm so thankful that my parents led the spirit-led life. I don't tell the story a lot because it's a little heavy, but I'm going to end on a positive, I promise. When I was about seven years old, we lived in Pennsylvania. We lived in a trailer park. Our parents didn't have a lot of money. It was a time (laughs) where kids actually played outside. Whether we wanted to or we not. I think this was before Atari, right? So there was no video games. And I remember my dad falling asleep, and I remember telling him, we're going to go play outside. Now, here's what's crazy, is I went outside with my brother, and we started playing with the kids in the neighborhood. And I just want to encourage you, parents. I'm not trying to, you know, instill any type of fear, but you need to be careful who your kids play with. I don't care if they just live in the same neighborhood as you. 
All it takes is one voice in their life. And, you know, so we were playing. We went down by this river. It was like a kind of canal. And me and, and some friends were playing. And all of a sudden, this 14-year-old boy shows up. Never seen him before. He comes up. He starts talking to us. A voice. Here comes a voice. He starts telling us inappropriate things, things that I didn't know. He started asking us to do inappropriate things. Right there. Right there in, 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 in the trailer home. The next thing I know, I look and I see my dad. And my dad is walking on, on this kind of ravine thing. And he starts coming over to this boy. And he just starts talking to this boy. And I was, I was seven. I, don't, I didn't know what I knew now. So I didn't know really the scope of what was happening. But I remember my dad walking over and talking to this boy. And calling me and my brother up. And he's walking back. And I asked my dad. I said, how did you even know we were down here? I said, because to- we never told you we were down here. He says, when I was asleep, the Holy Spirit woke me up and said, you need to go down to the river of ravine because your kids need you right now. And he got up and he came down. And my church family, the Holy Spirit, through my dad being obedient, saved me and my brother from an abusive situation because my dad could hear the voice of the Lord. My church family, the Holy Spirit will show you things to come. Come on, somebody. Everybody look at me this morning. This life is not a game. This life is not a game. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to kill and steal and destroy from you and your family. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. I don't say this a lot. But he wants to kill, steal, and destroy from your kids. He don't play nice because, oh, they're three. Oh, they're ten. Oh, I'll leave them alone. He loves to kill the innocence of kids. And my church family, us as parents, listen, when you feel something in your heart, you need to act on it because the Holy Spirit is trying to show you things. And not only that, but the Holy Spirit will show you things about your kids that you need to prophesy over your kids. I'm always prophesying over my son what I feel the Holy Spirit is putting inside of me. Because listen, if they don't hear it from you, they're going to hear it from a voice in the world. If they don't hear it from you, they're going to hear it from a voice on YouTube. Come on, somebody. And so they need to hear it from you. Come on, give the Lord a good round of applause because it's true. I'm telling you, and I'm going to tell you this last story. The Holy Spirit wants to be involved in every aspect of your life, in the deals that you make, right? In the things. And sometimes it may be you just don't have a sense that this is the right way. And a lot of times he leads us, right, through a lack of peace. Somebody somebody told me, you know, I feel peace in this. We should always walk in peace because peace is the fruit of the Spirit. It's the absence of of peace that we go, hey, 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 hey. No, I don't want to be involved in that, right? Because the peace is the fruit of the Spirit that we should always be in. But it has good as this deal may look if the holy spirit is on the inside of you saying no don't do it my friend and can i just tell you god's no is not rejection god's no is protection for your life come on write that in the comments i'm going to say it again god's no for your life is not rejection to you it's protection just like with you and your kids you say no it's because you love them you want to protect them not because you're rejecting them he'll show you things to come but he also will show you the truth in any matter. You know, I said this before I tell this last story. I said the word truth in the Greek. I love this definition. It's really helped me a lot. In the Greek, the root word of truth means nothing concealed, nothing hidden. Nothing concealed, 
nothing hidden. You know, my wife and I were going to buy a house about three years ago. We wanted to get in a house. When we moved from Texas over, it's nine years now, we lived in an apartment, 1,200 square foot apartment for about six years. We knew we'd have to sacrifice for the church's sake. We understood that. But when we got into our 1,200 square foot apartment, it was 1,200 bucks a month, which is like, hey man, that's great. Here in California, we made it to the promised land. Come on, the Gold Coast. Woo! We made it. We got out of Egypt, Texas, no, no offense, but hey, and we came into the promised land, right? And we're living in an apartment. Hey man, we'd rather live in an apartment in the promised land. Anyway, so I, I'm I'm getting, I'm digging myself in a hole here. But anyway, 1200 bucks and then it went up and it went up. And after six years living in an apartment, we were up to like two grand, 2100. And we're going, hey, you know what? This is a, a mortgage price. And we started to look and we started to look and we felt in our heart. The Holy Spirit said, now's not the time, right? And you know, that, that's a little tough. When you're like, well, God, don't, you know, here you are giving us everything. You know, we're joint heirs with Christ and all of these things. But the timing wasn't right. Guys, I want to tell you the timing of God is perfect. And so this is why it's so important that we lean on his direction. And so we, we were looking. I'm, I was always looking. I was getting inspired. I mean, come on, after living in an apartment for, for six years, I'm <laughs> You'd be looking at some houses. So we were always looking, comparing prices. How many of you know you can get wisdom, right? The Bible says there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. So we were doing our homework, but we just knew at a time it wasn't the price. It wasn't the time, so we're going to continue to pay off some of our debt. And we'll wait. Well, then after a year, it took a year, we felt released. Like, hey, we believe it's time now. We believe it's time to look for a house. And start, we started looking. What was interesting is the house that we found now, um, we walked in and we, you know, how many of you know when you, when you do house shopping, it's a little tough. You, I actually, now when I do it, I take notes because you see so many, this bathroom, I like that one. I don't like that. That's closet too small, but we, oh, we like the backyard and all this kind of stuff, right? So and we had to take notes. Okay, no, this one, this one needs too much work, blah, 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 blah. But I'll never forget when we walked into our home now, I was like, this is our house. I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, this is it. Okay, great. You figure that everything's going to work out. Well, it turns out we put in an offer, and um, they didn't have any offers at the time. This is a Friday, but by Monday morning, they already had five offers. And by that week, they were in escrow with somebody else. And I looked at God, and I said, all right, God, I know your voice. You said this is our house, but it's an escrow with somebody else. This only applies to houses. This doesn't apply to relationships. Okay? I just need to preface it because you got some crazy people. Father, I feel like that's going to be my wife, but she's married to somebody else. It doesn't work that way. Okay? That's not the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. You know people like that. That's why you're laughing. I had somebody walk up to me one time and go, oh, you know, I'm just believing. Well, who are you believing for? Come on, I'll believe with you. Oh, it's so-and-so. She's married. I know, but God told me. No, that ain't God. That's the devil. It's the devil in your genitals. Anyway, so let's move on. <laughs> Come on. And so we walked in there, and I felt like it was our house. And uh, our realtor says, they're in escrow with somebody else. And I told our realtor, he was a Christian guy, the pastor, it's funny. I said, you tell the owner that if they fall out of escrow to call us back. And he just looked at me, okay, yeah. And guess what happened? They fell out of escrow. And here's the reality, my church family. We found out that the house fell out of escrow five times. And are you ready? Because the house had fallen out of escrow five times, the owner was ready to make a deal. 
and it was an incredible, incredible opportunity. And we got the house for $5,000 more than what we had offered. And then up until today, almost two and a half months later, now it's worth over $65,000 of what we asked for. And what am I saying to you today? I'm saying to you that the Holy Spirit can show you things to come. And I want to encourage you today. That's why we're here. We're here to know God's heart, like we sang today, to know what he has for us, to know what your life can be, to get up on the mountain and God's showing you this is what you can be. But I want to leave us with this. This is why it's so important that we keep our hearts clean. You know, the Bible uses the word heart and spirit a lot simultaneously. And so I think it's so important that in our heart we we keep nothing hidden Nothing, nothing hidden. Let me say it the way that I I wrote it here. Nothing hidden, nothing concealed. Because when we're holding on to things, offense, different things like that, my church family, it can impede God's voice of hearing. Not that he's not speaking, but we're not listening. I like to say our heart is like a filter. And if you got a bad filter, you know, we change our filters for our air conditioner every three months. You're supposed to because it gets all the dust, all the stuff. Your heart is that filter. And if you got voices from your past, voices from your ex, you got hurt and all that. Listen, we've got to get that out today so God can speak to us and we can hear his voice and we can live this spirit-led life. Come on, would you stand with me today as we pray? Come on, if you receive this word, would you give the Lord a good round of applause? The truth is, God gave us a miracle house. And it was as simple as following his voice. I want you to close your eyes for a moment today. Let me prophesy over you for a minute. There is more to your life right now than you are currently experiencing. And we're going to build a church that is going to walk in God's inheritance because you are the people of God. I know sometimes you don't feel it, but you are a child of God. And here's the reality. If God says it, you can believe for it. Can I hear a good amen today? And I want to see people in our church walk in the fullness of what God has for them. I want you and your business to thrive, not because you're all that, but because you're living the spirit-led life and you're following after what God has for your life. I want to see your families thrive. We want to have church, a church where families are thriving. Why? Because it's built on the word, but we have dads who are hearing the voice of God. Come on, not just moms. Come on, somebody. But dads that are saying, God spoke to me and this is what he's telling me as our family to do. We're going to go to another level. And I'm going to tell you why our church is going to go to another level. Because you're going to another level. I just want you to close your eyes for a moment as we close today's service. Would you allow the Holy Spirit to minister to your heart? What's, your, what's in your heart right now? What's going on in there? Is it troubled? Maybe could the Holy Spirit reveal some voices that maybe you've been turning up and now you need to turn it down? Is there something that has been, you've just given too much weight to? 
And I just feel right now by the power of the Holy Spirit, somebody said, well, Pastor Phil, because I just don't want to disappoint people. You know, people will, will drive you. And if you're going to be living the approved led life, you're going to be stuck. But there's a way to say, listen, I love you, but we have to do what God is calling us to do for our family. Because people will continue to try to manipulate you, to try to put expectations on you. And I just break that over your lives today. I speak peace over your life today. I speak healing over hearts that have been hurting. I say today that your ex will no longer have rule over your heart and your mind today. Lord, I speak freedom over your people because when we know the truth, the truth sets us free. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Freedom from fear, from bondage, from guilt. In the name of Jesus, I break every negative word spoken over their lives. In the name of Jesus, I speak your word. I speak blessing. Come on, just lift up your hands like you're receiving this today. I speak blessing today. I speak today, Father God, witty ideas, creative inventions today, new business ideas, Father God, new ways. Lord, show us, show us your way, Lord God. Show us today where to focus where to put our weight, the energy, the influence. Whose voices do we need to turn up in our lives? Lord, we want to know your heart. I want to know your heart for your people. In the name of Jesus. I feel right now that actually God is healing somebody's heart right now. And there has been some physical things happening in your heart, but it's because it's related to some relational things that have happened. But right now, God is healing your heart. Just put your, if that's you, just put your hand over your heart today. God's healing you. He wants to speak to you. You know, Dr. Michael Maiden says a healthy heart dreams again. And I believe for new dreams. In the name of Jesus, we receive your love today. Show us, Lord. We want to walk in your ways. We want to be the salt and the light in our fields of influence, Father God. We want to be your church, a church that's not judging, but a church that's changing a community. And Lord, we want to love truth. Show us, Lord, areas that we need to change and move. Lord, I pray today, you, this week, you would speak to people. For those that have questions, Lord, and are looking, Lord, today, and you said, if we'll ask we shall receive. If we seek, we shall find. If we knock, the door will be open. Lord, we lean into you. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you're watching online or you're here and you've never asked Jesus to come inside your heart, right now the Holy Spirit is working in your heart. And here's what he's doing. He's pointing to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is saying you need Jesus to come inside your heart. And he comes into our heart by the by the power of the Holy Spirit. If you never asked him to come inside your heart, if you don't know tonight was your last night on earth, you closed your eyes for the last time, would you open up your eyes in heaven before God? And you can by believing in the sacrifice that Jesus did on the cross. I want to pray. Today's the day of salvation. Don't wait any longer. Start living the spirit-led 
life. I want to pray. If you've never prayed that prayer today, I want you to pray this with me. Everybody repeat after me so the people that are praying for the first time don't feel like they're praying by themselves. Would you say this with me? Say, Father God, come on, say it loud. Father God, we thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross. Father God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, come inside my heart and make me new. I confess you as my Lord. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, come on, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I will live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's give all those that prayed the the prayer a very good round of applause. Listen, just real quick, if you prayed that prayer, would you just text the word believe to 951-382-5757. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you were encouraged and uplifted by today's message. For more information about Passion Life Church, visit us online at passionlifechurch.com.